This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Indeed, the 2022 NFL season is officially underway. I'm so excited. I'm so giddy. I have seven pages of notes. I don't know how I'm going to talk to Mike about all of the things that I have in my notes. We don't have enough time. We need more time. The NFL is here. We kick things off for you on this Friday, getting you set for the first full weekend of the regular season. And uh, before we do anything, I must mention, I must give a big birthday shout-out to my man, Mike North. Happy birthday weekend. It's tomorrow, right, Mike? Uh, tomorrow, baby. I'm hitting the Magic 7-0. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Born eight months before Queen Elizabeth took over in 1952. It's oh, incredible, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, we used to talk frequently. She'd ask me about the lines and stuff like that, how the Cubs <laughs> were doing. But you know what? God bless her. What a, what a fabulous lady talking about a great run. I mean, think about it. The lady didn't pick up any luggage for 70 years. That's how you get longevity. That's amazing. She didn't drive right? her own car if she didn't want to. She had 100 horses. She had a million dogs. I mean, she had the perfect life, but she did her job. She did a great job. So congrats to her. I mean, uh, we can only hope that our teams uh, keep getting the leadership uh, or have the leadership uh, that she had out there in Great Britain. I'll tell you what, though, Carm, I'm, I'm jacked up, as you are. Uh, last week, 3-2, and two, as Randy goes 2-0. and oh. uh, Big Florida State uh, pick two. Uh, nice I go 1-2 and two with the baseball. Okay, so we hit a little skid, uh, skid at the end. Now, uh, I get, you know, everything's going good. I, I, I'm in the good years of my life. I have no worries, and then all of a sudden I get a call from Disson. Mm. And uh, Derek Stevens and uh, Mike Palm, and they said, you know what, uh, we've been, you know, they listen to the podcast, I'm sure, mm-hmm. and they know about us. I'm one of 16 guys that's been picked to be in the uh, contest there, mm. and first, and they're picking up the tab for wow. the 16. The problem is, I'm about, about 4,000 to 1 to win it because I don't have the credentials that a lot of these guys have had. What I have is basically winning over the last five years, but I'm with guys like Mark Lawrence, mm. Chuck Adell. I mean, uh, just a ton Some of Some of the heavy hitters, yeah. Uh, uh, the Bear, uh, Stanford Steve. Stanford Steve, yeah. Uh, you know, so they're taking me lightly like people have for 30 years. So, so I mean, what do you, how do, is it a, uh, you have to pick a certain number of games every five week? Five games. Five games. So it's like the one we're in. Okay. And that, exactly like the one we're in, which I got off to a bad start. And you get off the bad start here, you know, you're in trouble. But here's the deal. Anybody who wants to tweet me picks at North to North, do it. I'm not a big enough man to think I can take these guys on. I'll probably be ranked out of 16. I don't want to finish 16th. Right. Believe me, that's the one thing you don't want to do. But I'll tell you this. I'm ready to go. I'll take advice, but I'll make the final decisions like everybody else. 15,000 for first place. That is phenomenal. 7,000 for second. Wow. 3,000 for third. But then they got me in. You know how they got me in? I got money. They're going to give you a green jacket for the champ and a trophy. (laughs) That's, awesome. That's me. I'll be you, wearing it. I'll be wearing that. it when I'm gardening. I can imagine. I have a pair of shorts, uh, you know, a, a pair of white socks, walking around with sandals and a green jacket on. Uh, That's me. You'll be walking Lotto with that thing on for oh, sure. Oh, Lotto. He's going to be, he's a comforter. Phenomenal. I've been up since 3 o'clock this morning getting ready for this show. I know. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm happy. I'm burnt out already. I, you know, in, in the game, look, it wasn't great last night, although Buffalo looked fantastic. Was it on uh, TV? It, it was on TV. Oh, I didn't see it. <laughs> Believe it you or not. You know what I did? I went 19. 
1962, Mike North, box score. Oh, my goodness. And highlights. I tell you, Buffalo, Buffalo announced its uh, presence with authority, I guess you could oh. say. So, uh, impressive start for the Bills. Yeah. A couple things to mention as we get rolling here, everybody. It's week one. Um, you might remember last year, if you're a handicapper. You were on fire. You're, well, that, we, we had a great year as a team. We really did. But you had the top year. Thank you very much. Uh, as one of the top five, in, in my opinion, and I've been there, but one of the top five in the country was Carmen Lee. I appreciate that. It was no a problem. great year. Um, yep. I hope to, to do that again. We'll see. Um, mm-hmm. Last year, early in the season, the dogs really barked. Uh, last year in week one, the underdogs won a whopping, listen to this, nine and seven straight up, 12 and four against the number. Uh, the last two years, now you do have the COVID 2020 year in there, which was a little weird with no count fans. I don't that, like Randy and I talked. We, don't, we have trouble even thinking about who won the championships in these leagues. We don't care. But there's 10 home dogs, too, I think. There are 10 home dogs. The last two seasons in week one, the dogs have gone 19 and 13 against the spread, 15 and 17 straight up, so almost 500 straight up. There are 10 home dogs. You're right. And one of them are beloved Bears, and that's where we're going to start. The Bears on the lakefront with some weather rolling in for Sunday, some rain, little breeze. I heard Tracy Butler from ABC7 say mm-hmm. off of the lake and temperatures in the low 70s. Mm-hmm. How much rain might affect the game, but the Bears are a seven-point underdog at home. The total in the game, one of the lower totals of the weekend with these two defenses, 41 and a half. Uh, the Bears have not started well in recent years. In Lovey Smith's nine seasons as head coach, Mike, the Bears won five and four straight up in week mm-hmm. one. In the nine years since Lovey was fired, the Bears have gone just two and seven straight up in week one. How do we feel about Bears Niners this week? Well, I'll tell you what, I got a pick for this game at the end, uh, but I'm going to just tell you right now, I wish Justin Fields nothing but the best. I think that the Bears have been very quiet in camp. I think it's been orderly. You haven't heard any uh, ba- basic complaining, if you will. They seem to be pretty healthy um as far as i'm concerned you know the the over under is 40 they got new side too don't forget they kansas city side, wanted yeah. to get out yep. they didn't even want to play the game mm-hmm. uh when they were there andy reed made a huge stink it was almost called off so now they got new sodden you got weather coming in but 40 i wouldn't touch the total it's attainable either way to me because you know what when it's slippery Ask Gale Sayers. He used to tell me all the time. He used it to his advantage. Now, not everybody's Gale Sayers. But if Justin Fields has to run sometimes and there's inclement conditions, I like it. Plus, I like the fact that Trey Lance, in my opinion, is getting too much too soon. I really do. I, 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 I know there's doubters out there. I'm a Jimmy G guy. Sure, he had three interceptions. Well, Stafford had three last night. They're not going to get rid of him. I mean, so the bottom line is it was when it happened. He had a bad game, but he still made the Final Four. It's pretty tough to go with a rookie. Or not a rookie, but a guy that's basically a rookie. Right, he hadn't played a whole lot of a lot. No. If uh, Jaquiski Tart holds on to a, Who? Uh, an interception that was in his hands, Mike, yeah. I mean, Jimmy G's in the Super Bowl for the second Absolutely. time in four years if he holds yeah. on to a, He's a, getting, a duck. That's why I don't get mad about Mitch anymore because I see organizations screwing players left and right. Baker Mayfield has a huge game coming up. He got screwed over by Cleveland. You got uh, Garoppolo, who's got the situation going on now where he he got re-signed, which would have sent bells off if I'm uh, Trey Lance. So we'll see what happens. You know, people say Pickett may start for Trubisky in week six. I'm going to tell you Jimmy G may be in the lineup by, by week six. But that would be interesting. I wonder if that would be player injury. I mean, that would really be something if after all this that they, they pivot back to Jimmy well, G. Well, what happens if they lose this week? Yeah. What happens if the Bears beat them? I mean, 
That's why they play the games. I'm not saying the Bears are going to win. But what happens if it does happen? I mean, you got the tight end for San Francisco not playing. Kittle is Kittle – is, uh, everybody make note of that, what Mike just said. He's one of the toughest guys in the league. My guess he's, he's is he'll funny. play, he's like but, but he has not practiced. George Kittle has not practiced this week. And so he's got a groin. Yes, he's got a groin and back injury. when I played sports – and, you know, and if you pulled a groin muscle, yep. I don't care, man. You you were thinking about it when you were playing. Oh, yeah. And it's week one. They might want to be careful with it. Absolutely. This has not been a sweet spot for Kyle Shanahan. As much as uh, I admire him as an offensive play caller, when he's a favorite, it hasn't been good. Since 2017, the 49ers are just 15-20-1 against the number when they're laying a field goal or more. Uh, maybe a little bit surprisingly, they're they're better in percentage-wise when they're on the highway like they are this weekend away from uh, their home mm-hmm. stadium, 8-7 and seven against the number. But the stat that Mike uh, references a lot with Jimmy G, Shanahan is 35-16 and 16 straight yeah. up, including the playoffs. Without Jimmy eight G, he's 8-28. and 28. Why would you, in your right mind, I understand, if we're going to rate I- people on one bad game, well, I mean, my it, God, he got him there. He helped get him there. If I were to give you one stat on this mm-hmm. and, and and to try to explain why they're doing this, I think it's because they they believe the ceiling is higher with Lance. But I'll, I'll give you this one okay, stat. Okay, so they feel that they could get to the Super Bowl like a yeah, They were, they were almost right there last year anyway. Right. I'll give but, you, but with the quarterback to help get him there. I'll give you one stat. Okay. Lance last year averaged, and he didn't play a lot. This is a small sample. Yeah. But Trey Lance averaged 9.3 intended air yards per attempt last year. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's a stat that's showing us a quarterback's desire at the very least, I guess you could say, to throw the ball down the field. All well, right, It was 9.3. That's eagle. Because I'll what? never forget uh, Trent Dilfer winning the Super Bowl with the Ravens. Yeah. And, that and, was also and, 20 years ago, though, Mike. That's a very different era of football. I understand, but they wanted the long thrower. like And so Brian Billick brought in Elvis Gerbach from Michigan. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Remember? Yeah. I don't care if it's 20 years ago, 10 years ago, or 10 minutes ago. You took a Super Bowl quarterback who just managed the field because you had a great defense, replaced him because of your ego because you were an offensive coach, and the rest is history. They never won again. Period. Yeah. Why do you change? Why do you change leadership if if you've been successful with it? We'll I see how he does with Lance. It's true. There's a lot of pressure on a team that uh, I, look, I the expectations are high. This is a good football team. I mean, oh yeah, it really is. It, and and the quarterback. What's the can, question mark? The quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, I don't get it. I yeah. you know what? I just don't. And you know what? Uh, we'll see what happens. But the ten million for one year for Jimmy G to be a. Back. A Great. guy to hold, he'll be a backup. Best backup in the league, that's Absolutely. for sure. Most handsome and the best backup oh, in the league. Listen, <laughs> listen, I think the looks keep him around. You know what I mean? Regardless, he can throw three interceptions, come out of the locker room, you go great game. He's just, yeah, exactly. You can't help it when you look he at him. He may have a Jimmy, bad game, game during game. the game, but he's got a great game after the game. He I sure guarantee. does. I, I promise you that. Yeah. All right, when we come back, Luke Pergandy, we got a ton of games to get through. We're going to yep. touch on a lot of the big games of the weekend in week one. There's not a ton in college that we have to spend a bunch of time on. Uh, Week two in the college slate uh, always is usually a little bit light, and I think that's the case this weekend. But Mm -hmm. we'll focus a lot on these NFL games. Don't go anywhere. Mike and I are coming right back. We're just getting warmed up, baby. It's week one, and we're so excited. We'll be right back inside the Odds Couple. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeValco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what, so what, so what's the scenario? All right. We are moving along. It's Carmen DeFalco and Mike North each and every week for you here on the ESPN Chicago app. We are presented by 
Prop Swap, and we are the Odds Couple. Of course, you'll get the Encore replay on ESPN 1000 every Saturday morning, and that is the best this time of year now that we're into football oh. season. Eight to nine every Saturday. We're going to be on Friday after the White Sox win the World Series, right? I would think so, yeah. All right. Exactly. Is that, is we that go. been brought in? Has that been shuffled through? Has Randy talked about that? I don't know. I'm going to have a little side chat with Randy about that yeah, and make sure it happens. Yeah. Yeah. I love how you say after the White Sox win the World Series. Yeah, absolutely. Um, football is back in the NFL with a very impressive win last night from the Buffalo Bills. Let's bring in one of our favorites, and he joins us each and every week, uh, one of the founding members of PropSwap.com and the great PropSwap app, Luke Pergandy, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, now the real money comes. Buffalo, What's up, guys? What's going on, Luke? I mean, oh, they, yeah. is, is everybody running to the site to buy? I mean, they were already the favorite. Run. They were 7-1. to one. I mean, I don't know. But is everybody running looking for Buffalo Bills tickets? Yeah. I mean, we were selling. So people, DraftKings had this promo. It was bet the money line on the Thursday night game. Mm-hmm. And if any team, if your money line bet team is leading by seven they pay it i saw that so people were posting those on props off you get like a free bet or a promo from DraftKings, then posting them on props off and people are gobbling those up uh and of course you know bills go from to you know the favorite to an even higher favorite they went from like plus 550 and FanDuel down to plus 500 to win the championship and then of course josh allen's odds improved as well he didn't have that good of a first half he had like, uh, you know, he had two picks in the first half. Although and, one of them was certainly not on him. That, that first on him. one was on Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah. Totally agree. But that's the stat. Like, yep. at the end of the year, the statisticians are going to be like, oh, well, then during that week one game, the one pick wasn't on him. They're just going to look at the, you know, total picks that he threw. But agreed that one of them was not on him at all. Um, so his odds, you know, he's about, uh, I know his He's plus four fifty to win MVP oh, now. God. He probably was around plus five hundred. Yeah, um, he's not the favorite to throw for the most passing yards. I believe Brady or then Derek Carr mm-hmm. um, are the favorites to throw for the most passing yards. So um, it seems like yeah, you know, the the voters are basically saying, well, we, we're not sure he's going to throw for the most yards, but he'll still be the favorite to win MVP. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny? I mean, uh, I re- I go back in the day where there were no prop bets. Now you mm. you see prop bets all over, and the game almost uh, is forgotten. Uh, you know, if there's a really good prop bet, like uh, who, how many times is this guy going to sneeze before the opening snap or, <laughs> or something yeah. like that? It's but it's gotten to that point. And uh, I would I just want to talk about some of the teams that I'm sure you're getting tickets bought on right now. It's I, I'm sure San Francisco's popular. I'm sure uh, the Cincinnati Bengals are popular. Uh, mm-hmm. The Miami Dolphins right now getting a lot of play. I'm not so sure. Yeah, and everybody's talking about Indy. Am I hitting the right pulse right now about four or five of the top teams that are so predictable right now? Yeah, Indy and Cincy. You know, the Bengals odds, the Bengals are 20 to 1. Like, I feel like that's a little bit low. And their total's only nine and a half, Luke. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, uh, I like the Bengals, but I feel like that should be around a 30 to 1 team. Just Mm -hmm. difficult division. You got to play Baltimore twice. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we talked about, you know, Mike's opinion on Mitch. And the Steelers, I agree. The Steelers are no slouch. Like, let's not act as if a Mike Tomlin led team is going to be a rollover this year. So I agree with Mike. I think they'll be better than people think. Mm-hmm. Not ready to think they're going to the Super Bowl, but I think they'll, they'll perform better than 70 to one, which is what their odds currently are. Yeah. The Dolphins, like, you know, everyone's banking on a big step forward. Like their head coach is a run. He's a run game coordinator. Like he was, he yeah. was a run game guy in Los Angeles. And I just, I don't really see him helping Tua evolve into this like elite passer all of a sudden, so 
I'm not really I'm not ready to jump on the Dolphins at forty to one. I think that's probably a fair number, but mm-hmm. I, I don't agree with as much steam as, as Miami's been getting recently. I love uh, I love their receiving core, but yeah, it's going to be about the development of two, and we'll see how Mike McDaniel does calling that offense for the first time. Do you guys notice a lot of um, you know a lot of action in terms of individual player props within games, or you know what's the market like on the app for that? Let's say somebody's got a Jonathan Taylor over rushing yards ticket mm-hmm. in the game. The total seventy nine. He pops a twenty two yard run in the first quarter. Are people rushing to post a ticket like that, or do you guys not see as much action in terms of the individual player props within a game, Luke? Not individual player props within game, but what we do do, and a lot of books shut down season-long futures in game, is we'll still keep those mm. up. So an example would be, you know, um, let's say Bears. Bears to win the division right now are twelve to one, right? So uh, typically on Sunday mornings, most books will shut down those divisional odds during the game, and then they'll reopen them on Monday. But on props up, let's say the Bears jump out to a really good half against San Francisco this mm-hmm. weekend, and the odds really should be around eight to one instead mm-hmm. of twelve to one. You'll be able to pounce either a sell your twelve to one ticket at eight to one, or buy you know true odds should be eight to one. You can find it on props up at ten to one during that Bears Niners game this week. All right. You know, I uh, I got to say this. I mean, uh, I've been watching the wrong thing. I guess the last few years. I mean. Is Drew Brees back? I guess New Orleans because Jameis Winston throws more completions to the other team. All, all of a sudden, people are picking them for the Super Bowl. Oh, that's I mean, a stretch. They're t- well, Keyshawn Johnson did it wow. this week on ESPN, and I, I almost fell out of my chair. Their total's eight and a half. I mean, so I'm just trying to figure out the rationale with having Jameis Winston I know, I know. He's the, there's a quarterback whisperer there, but you know he had Drew Brees. This yeah. is a whole different ball. Game. How do you guys to, feel he, about he, that? He got off to a good start last year. I'll give Jameis credit. I mean, they were four and two, and then he got hurt in week eight. He tore mm-hmm. his ACL. He had 13 touchdowns to three interceptions. Mm-hmm. They were a top 10 team uh, in terms of dropback uh, uh, EPA per play. So uh, Jameis was playing well. I think that defense, and if they can keep him healthy, is why. There's some optimism. But isn't, actually, that, isn't that division easy? At yes. eight and a half? Well, I mean, yeah. I like very the, low. I like their over. I do. I don't like them as a Super Whoa. Bowl contender, but I do like their over. I think a lot of yeah. people do. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I get it. So I'm looking at the back to the most passing yards. Uh, mm-hmm. You got Jameis at yep. quarterback number eight at 30 to one. Same odds as Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Look, he threw for guys two years ago, as bad as, like, he had all those turnovers. He threw for 5,000 yards. Yeah, but if you have 35 interceptions, well, but, Carmen, but, it's no, sort of detracts. No, 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 I know, but I'm saying for the prop that Luke was talking about, to lead the league in, in passing oh, yards. Oh, I get you. I he threw for 5,000 yards yeah, a couple of years yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah, at Russell Wilson, also 30-1. to 1. I mean, like, elite, elite passers. Yeah. Kyler yeah. Murray, also 30-1. to 1. Matt Ryan, I mean, guys that are, like, you know, top of the NFL mm-hmm. in yardage. The, the, the odds makers are saying Jameis Winston will have the same chance at being the passing yard leader this year. So yeah. it's crazy. I, I get it, Mike. I agree with you. I think if you throw 30 picks in a year, like you're not going to be a successful quarterback. Right. But, but, but that prop specifically. Who with Mike Thomas? Like, I don't really know if this guy's going to have a good year this year. He's clearly one of the best, most talented 
receivers in the NFL. He was the number one receiver like four years ago. Yeah. Like everyone was he was the consensus number great one. Player four and now years Alvin ago. Kamara should be fine. I think Alvin Kamara will have a great year again. So he's surrounded by some talent. You play. I, it's an interesting little prop, even if he does continue to be a turnover machine, just because I think they'll still throw the ball. They've got weapons, and look, he plays his home games in a dome. He plays a, a road game in a dome in Atlanta. He plays a road game in Tampa. He plays a road game in Carolina. I just think that that's not a bad for some value potentially. A guy that we've seen throw for a boatload of yards in the past. See, if, the, if Drew Brees is 35 years old and on New Orleans, they're 11. Yeah, yeah. They're 11. Oh, yeah, I, totally. Absolutely. I mean, that that's the thing. I Absolutely. think people look at New Orleans and they automatically think, like Carm said, the Dome is a, a definite advantage, yeah. no doubt. All right, Luke, enjoy the rest of week one, buddy. We'll talk to you next Friday. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the game. See you, pal. Oh, you're, the, you're the man. Love him. So let's talk a minute about Saints-Falcons. Here's another one of these. Uh, you know, you got a home division dog. Mike had mentioned all the the home dogs, period. Yep. Here's a home division dog with the Falcons getting five and a half against the Saints. Uh, this Atlanta defense a year ago was brutal. Fourth worst in the NFL uh, in passing DVOA. A.J. Terrell is coming off a very good year. They signed Casey Hayward, but Atlanta was dead last in pressure rate and sacks last year. That's where they hurt. They might have some talented players in that secondary, but if they can't get to the quarterback, we know what a detriment that can be to a defense. Saints seemingly had an advantage on both sides of the ball, returning a pretty good defense. Mm-hmm. So it's another one of those uh, instances this weekend where you got a home team in the division catching quite a few points. Yeah, I, I don't touch this game. I think it's five and a half, six. With, yep. uh, get, Atlanta's getting that. I know that people are going to probably jump on New Orleans because of the talk and because of the hype, because hype is a big part of this. I mean, uh, uh, and I think single-mindedness has become uh, rampant with the national media when I keep hearing it. I know they look great last night, but when you hear 17 out of 18 people that I've watched over the weeks just jotting stuff down, pick Buffalo to win the Super Bowl, that's a tall order for anybody mm. that won 11. Don't let what happened yesterday confuse you because football's goofy. It's 17 games, but the division does lend itself to – what Buffalo can do, Carm. And, but last year, Buffalo's wins were double digits. Um, I think their losses were very close. Yeah, I think most of them were. They, yeah. yeah. I think so, they're a team on a mission. They're talented. Well, they looked like, well, it, they last looked like night. it last night. Yep. Um, I know Mike's high on the Steelers. The Steelers' total is 7.5. There is juice on the over, and I understand why. Mm-hmm. It's not a bet I've made, but I could certainly get on board with betting the over 7.5, mm-hmm. laying $1.20. The Steelers, I love this little tidbit. Mm-hmm. The Steelers do not leave the Eastern time zone this year. They do not leave. Think about the travel advantage that that is. They do not leave their time zone for a single game. Tomlin, to get to eight wins, I mean, it almost seems like book it. I worry about their O-line. I think it's young and unproven and potentially not very good, and I worry about that. But I certainly can get on board with the Steelers over seven and a half tickets. Well, here's the deal, guys. Uh, I've been, uh, yes, everybody knows I'm a big Mitch guy, but the problem here is that they're playing a Super Bowl team. And uh, I'll have a pick on this game. But Uh, Joe Joe Burrow is no hobo. He's a Uh, badass, Mike. uh, Yeah, he's a badass. They're playing at home. Uh, uh, Pittsburgh uh, has a lot of new pieces, but the newest of all is Mitch. Here's what you want to do. If you have Justin Field, if you want Justin Field to do well and Mitch Trubisky to do well, you don't want them to be the reason the Bears lost or the Steelers lost. In other words, you want, let's say Pittsburgh loses, you want a couple touchdowns. Out of out of Mitch, at least you want to see some positivity. Same thing with the Bears. Let's say the Bears cover, and Fields looks good. There is hope because I will tell you this: after Cincinnati, Pittsburgh's got the Jets. They got about three, four New England. Mm. They got winnable games, but this first game, 
Stick around for the pick. I like it. It's going to be a tough one. Sounds good. All right, we'll give you our plays uh, before we're out of here, our best plays. We're still going to get some ponies from Jim Miller, and we've got more of the NFL schedule to work through when we come back. Don't go anywhere, folks. We are the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeValco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what, so what, so what's the scenario? We're cruising along. The Odds Couple, Mike North, Carmen DeFalco each and every week. Presented by Prop Swap. It's week one in the NFL. As we continue to work our way through the board, one of the most talked about and hyped teams in the offseason. And a lot of it had to do with the hard knocks coverage, Mike. Uh, the Detroit Lions, they're actually ahead of the Bears in the odds. They've got shorter odds in the division than the Bears. Bears, uh, like Luke Pergandy said, about 12, 13 to 1 in some places. Lions about 9 to 1. Um, I don't know if I'm totally buying all the Lions hype just yet. I will say they were a good team a year ago against the number. The Lions went 11 and 6 against mm-hmm. the spread, including a very impressive 6 and 2 at home. They are at home to open up the campaign here in 2022. If you remember last year, they were playing the Niners at home. They were down huge, made a furious comeback and did cover. They're getting four against an Eagles team that I am very high on. I think they've got a, a championship caliber roster. I wonder about the quarterback, but I think Here everywhere else, again. Eagles are very good. I wonder about the quarterback. You're right. That's what we said about San Francisco. I know. That's what we're saying about Philadelphia. Yep. I look at the over-under, nine and a half. I'm saying, okay, I'll, all I keep hearing is that they're going to go over, over, over. I go, they're not even at 10. Vegas don't yeah. even have them at 10. Right. Nine Dallas and a half. could yeah. sneaky. Could be sneaky. I'm not. I'm saying sneaky good because every year everybody expects Dallas to be good, and they aren't. Maybe this is the year. I mean, Prescott says uh, yesterday, I feel fantastic, even though he's got a lingering foot problem or something. You know, so I think that's another division where, man, Philadelphia, you know, a lot is expected from Sirianni and that mm-hmm. team. And, and you know what? I think the Detroit coach is a great salesman. Love it. We'll find yeah, out how good yeah. he is right. because he's got people convinced this is the year, but we've been hearing that for 10 years. It's a good point. And Nick Sirianni, who Mike mentioned, who's the Eagles coach, did a good yep. job last year. Yes, he did. adjusting on the fly, so that was impressive. The Eagles really feasted on bad teams last year. Mm-hmm. That included a 44-6 to win in Detroit in Week 8 last year. Philly rushed for over 230 yards in that game, and they played that game without Miles Sanders. And so, yet it's only three it's four. four points. Yep. Uh, so there you go. Probably Detroit with a little, little revenge, maybe little on the couch mind. change, yeah. maybe on Detroit. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, as high as I am on the Eagles, Carm, it's not. I'm not looking to back on the Eagles no, in this game. No, I would not. I'm not would you pick them in the game. survivor pool? No. No, not they in this can't. week. Not with not. the odds. Absolutely not doing it. Um, a couple other good ones. The late afternoon window features a couple of good ones, mm-hmm. including Packers and Vikings. I think a big game for the Vikings here to try to make a statement early on. Um, the Vikings are about a point and a half underdog. Another one of these home division dogs. The total is 47. Vikings played a lot of close games last year. In their first eight losses, mm-hmm. the average margin of defeat for the Vikings was only 4.4 points per game. And, look, I'm not a huge Kirk Cousins fan all the time, but he really did have a pretty strong year. The offense should be improved with a new coach, Kevin O'Connell, now calling the plays. I'll give everybody a quick stat here that they should be aware of. Since moving into their new building in 2016, the Vikings are 3-1 straight up and 4-0 against the number as a division dog at home. It's a short line here at just a point and a half, but they are a small underdog. You're almost picking the winner, but I think the Vikings are a As a division dog. dog, were those games against Green Bay? 
I think one of them was. Yeah. Now, yes. Aaron Rodgers has lost Devontae Adams. Now, he had, and Alan Lazard has mispracticed this week, Mike. Yeah, yeah, they've had some problem on the line. Uh, you know, is it going to be the same? But yet they're favored. And you lost people. And Aaron Rodgers seems to get up for games where he's, he's probably looking at this line feeling disrespected, to be honest with it you. It might be. But, like you said, Kirk Cousins has been quietly a very good quarterback. Uh, they got a brand new coach. That's got to help. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a stay away game for me, period, because it came out even on both ends. How about uh, Chiefs Cardinals? This game probably, mo- I think it without a doubt, has moved more than any other. Um, this game is out to the Cardinals at home as a six point underdog mm-hmm. against the Chiefs. And I think a lot of that is because of all the injuries they're dealing with yeah. defensively. JJ and Watt. Mahomes. And, uh, well, yeah. I mean, and in. And, 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 a Chiefs offense that, for what it's worth, for the little we did see them in the preseason, the first-team offense, was flawless, Mike. Flawless. Yeah. And you didn't want to say it again, but Arizona, you got to worry about the quarterback. Yeah. This time <laughs> of year, he's usually good because he's, he's good. healthy. Yeah. Um, but he's playing without DeAndre Hopkins, obviously. Zach Ertz is probably going to miss the game. He he's was gonna miss, down, I think. He was downgraded yesterday, so I think you're right. J.J. Watt, Marcus Golden, and Trayvon Mullen on their defense are all on the injury report. So I think that's why we've seen such a big and line move. And they fade at the end, this team. For sure. So you look at this line, though. Mahomes is such an imposing figure. Mm-hmm. You just want to grab Kansas City. I'd probably put a little couch change on Arizona at home even with the injuries, because that seems to be the theme here. Kansas City's going to kick their butt because they got so many guys out. But is this a come? Is this a Kingsbury usual? Let's get off to a good start. Type yeah, of that's game? a good point. I mean, look, th- this has also been a pretty good spot for the Kyler Kingsbury combo. Yes, yes. AZ early. early and as a dog, eighteen yes. seven and two against Some the spread. Some of these home as a dogs dog. are going to win, folks. Oh, absolutely! Look, we're going to be with our, you know, no, you know what's in our hands. Yeah, uh, maybe at the end of the week after saying, "How did this happen? How did that happen?" It happens every year, just like last year. Yep, yep. yep. Eighteen seven and two against the spread as an underdog since two thousand nineteen. That's the Arizona Cardinals for you. Big game Sunday night is Bucks and Cowboys. Um, this should be fun because of the hype around both teams, although I think the Cowboys are due for some negative regression. I don't think they'll be nearly as good as they were a year ago. The Bucks, I think, will probably be just fine, although I wouldn't be betting they're over. It's 10.5. I would take the under on the Bucks this year. I just would. I think Chris Godwin's going to take a little while to get back into the swing of things. Um, they've got uh, a different offensive line and some moving parts with injury on that offensive line right now. But uh, another case where the home team in primetime this time is an underdog. The Cowboys getting about two and a half against the Bucks on Sunday night. Let me just explain this as I'm going to be entering my 45th year of marriage, okay? <laughs> We've been hearing about domestic issues, okay? I heard, and first of all, I, I don't call my house a compound, okay? <laughs> I, I know that Tom Brady's got a compound. Well, he does have a compound. Yeah, right? a yeah. huge compound. Yeah. yeah, I walk outside and I go, what a nice yard. Then I go to his house and he's got a, a, a driving range in the back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Next to the tennis court. Well, let me just say this on behalf of everybody. In my 45 years, I've probably been mad enough to walk out three, four times. And when I did, I came back an hour later, mm. okay? If the woman leaves the compound, the house, the apartment, the tent, wherever she's living, you're you got a problem. Once the the woman, if she walks out, you got an issue. Now that's been the report, but you know what? I think they've had issues before. I know that Giselle uh, is a mother. I've heard that, 
and we only hope that the six, seven people that help her with the kids will be able to struggle through it. She's a, not the typical mother. So we'll see what happens here. But I don't think Tom Brady gives a rat's ass. Once not. he starts playing, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it doesn't matter. If you're good at what you do, great at what you do, you can uh, – what is that, uh, compartmentalize? Compart- that? Compartmentalize. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. it. I heard that word the other there day. I go. tried to use it, and I stumbled. But, but, but that's – that's something. This is a stay-away game for me just because of the questions yeah. of Tampa Bay, number one, and Dallas, too. You don't know what's going to happen. I'm staying away from the side, but I do have a play on the total, so Beautiful. we'll talk about that before right here. A couple Beautiful. college games to make note of. Like I said, it's not a great slate. Bama's a huge favorite against Texas. We know Saban against his assistants. It just never ends well. Jimbo got him last year finally, but it just usually doesn't end well when Nick Saban goes uh, against his assistants. Doesn't end well for those former assistants. How about assistants. the first half, maybe? Yeah. 11, maybe uh, you take a little shot at uh, plus 11. Texas plus at home. Yeah, with the home crowd, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. You know, maybe they have trouble getting going, but then the next thing you know, every time I do this with Alabama, take the other team, I'm down 30 to nothing. Uh, that's the thing. They they, yeah. they shut out a, you know, a you pretty decent You think he likes Sarkeesian enough to uh, whoever's over there no. to give him a break? Nope. Not a chance. Either. No chance in hell. <laughs> and you're right. It's Steve Sarkeesian. Not a chance in hell. Yeah. Uh, Duke and Northwestern and Evanston, Battle of the Smart Kids. How about the Cats? Almost 550 yards of offense in their season opening win in Dublin. They didn't hit 500 yards of offense in any of their 12 games last year. Mike, and they rallied yeah, with over yeah. 500 yards of offense. Well, t- I, I don't know that they're, they should be a 10-point favorite against anybody, but they're a 10-point favorite against Duke. Let me tell you something. I mean, they don't fill the place up in Evanston all the time. I think they should play all their home games in Ireland the way they play. Maybe the they day. should. Change the uniforms, change everything up. Northwestern and Ireland change the name. They got to have a branch. Maybe they I mean, should. Plus, you got Fitzgerald. I mean, Pat would be elected mayor after that game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So Absolutely. I, I like their team, and I talked to Randy about this last week. They the governor, I change his title every the governor. He likes that. I talked to the governor about the quarterback was a surprise. We talked yes. about it. Yes, he played well. Absolutely. Yeah. And then you've got Iowa State and Iowa. Um, the Iowa Hawkeyes, from an offensive standpoint, are, are beyond embarrassing. Um, they were disgraceful last week. Uh, they're punting from their opponent's 34-yard line on fourth yeah. and three. They've got a quarterback that I don't. I guess neither one of the quarterbacks can play. They don't trust them. But uh, to win a game 7-3, and I get it, South Dakota State, that's an FCS. They're uh, supposed to be pretty It's a power good school, South but it's still, it's still an FCS school. It that, is. You can't score a touchdown in your building as in the Big Ten against an FCS school. Give me a break. Two safeties in a so field goal is a joke. between Iowa State and Iowa? So Iowa is a three-and-a-half-point favorite <laughs> against right. Iowa State. They've won six straight in the rivalry and seven of the last eight, and they're still just a field Listen, goal Listen, let favorite. me tell you something, folks. Having been a coach for six years and coaching high school, we used to play Bennett Academy and some of these other schools, Notre Dame. And you know what? The, the rivalry games for kids, I don't care if it's 15 years old or 20, 21 years old, they're hard sometimes. You try too hard. And Iowa State is the little is the little brother here. And I, I would probably put couch change on Iowa after that dreadful showing. Because they've got to be better. You're right. Yeah, they they've got to be gotta better, be. Carm. They've got to be. And Matt yep. Campbell has yet to beat Iowa in this rivalry. I so agree. it's a good point. All right, when we come back, we'll talk to Jim Miller. We'll get some ponies. And then our best plays for week one of the NFL season. Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back inside the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike North on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what's and during the home stretch 
on the Odds Couple for this week's What's with show. all the rap? This is huh? the same rejoin. We've got an issue with the system. It's one rejoin that's playing over and over oh, again. Okay. It's, we haven't, Thank God. I, was, I, was, I start dancing. It's look. It's a new I got my head on sideways, and I'm walking across the street backwards. It's what a, am I doing It's a here? new system that was put in, and what do you say, Merck? We're just still working out the kinks. It's been the same rejoin yeah. every, uh, every oh, okay. break. Okay. I, yeah. I was just curious. I'm, I, glad, I'm glad Mike noticed it, though. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's I'm Randy. I thought Randy's turned over a new lead. No, it's the same. Well, he can't play anything else, unfortunately. The well, system you know what? I mean, you know, there's another, maybe there's a disc jockey thing in future out in Deerfield. That could be. You never know. Doing, uh, you know, like graduations and weddings and bar mitzvahs. Absolutely. Um, All right, let's get some ponies here for the weekend before we give you our best plays for week one. Great time of year to be out at the track. They got the book open, of course, the Points Bet Sportsbook. Um, And he joins us each and every week with expert horse plays, one of the best handicappers in the business. You follow him on Twitter. He is at Hawthorne Jim. Say hi to Jim Miller, everybody. Jimmy! What up, Jimmy? Hey, boys, can I get odds on Miguel Cairo for manager of the year? Oh, stop it. Okay. No, yeah. I cannot. <laughs> got to give credit where credit's due. They're finally hitting home runs, which is nice. Yeah. I've got a bet on Cease to win Cy Young. He's down to minus 110 now. Isn't that amazing? Because you figured it was over that game against Verlander. After that game, you thought, okay, it was over. Verlander it, it getting done. hurt, and then, you know, as well as he's p- continued to pitch, really, minus just a couple of hiccups, yep. has opened up the door what here. What saves Cease is he's not getting bombed. He lost the game 3-2. to two. And Like like yep. I said last week, it's the ground. Like, when he loses, you still got to score two or three. You only get two or three runs against him. His ERA over his last 19 starts, guys, yep. is 1.17. Ooh. Yeah. Ridiculous. That's and he May could pitch 29. them into the playoffs. Yes. He May- could pitch them into the playoffs, and that can win him the award. It's very, very impressive. Um, all right, Jimmy, so what's happening at the track? Tell us uh, the very latest. People can come out and watch the games. You guys this got racing great. this weekend. Yeah, it, it's insane. You got the points about Sportsbook, like you mentioned, Carm. You got the open of the NFL season. You got live racing going on. The end of the harness season. Thoroughbreds are only two weeks away, and it's Beautiful. You go out there, you wager on the NFL action. You can watch horse racing right there. NFL game takes three hours, guys. You can get four, five, six horse races during the course of a game. So you can kind of combine the two, place all your wagers, and do it all in one spot. Yeah, I heard uh, uh, Chris Russo say this in – you know, I know Chris for a long time, but this doesn't take a genius. He said, you know, football's king. And then he said, well, may, maybe it's this, maybe it's that, maybe it's the gambling. No, it is the gambling. That's why football is king, number one. And the combination of the two together, are you going to uh, maybe experiment down the line, Jimmy, with maybe pick the horse for the third race and then pick, uh, pick the uh, Dallas, uh, maybe Cleveland game, something like that? How great would that be to parlay those two? Yeah, right. I mean, it would be a beautiful thing. But, Mike, kind of along those lines, though, we have to think that way. Like, for example, when we start thoroughbreds in the fall, mm-hmm. they're basically going to start around 3 o'clock. So everybody can watch all of the new and action kind of uninterrupted. And then you go throughout the course of the game. You try to time out a race or two to go during halftime of that game of the week. Mm-hmm. You do keep an eye on that kind of stuff because we do know where the focus is. Football is king, and when you can combine the two together, we have seen that crossover between the two, so it makes all the sense in the world. You want to keep an eye on what's going on in the major sporting events in the world, and if you work around it, it's going to help the handle for everyone. That's a beautiful thing. Where are we going to uh, place our money this weekend, Jimmy? Uh, home cooking, boys. Night of Champions is Saturday at Hawthorne. There's $1.2 million in purses on the line on Saturday, 12 stakes races on the card. So all three of these races at Hawthorne start in race number four, Bet the six horse, talk about Valor just to win. If you get eight to five on this one, that's a great value. Then go to race eight, bet the nine Goomster across the board. This one should close well late. 
and in race 10, bet the seven Illini Jets that across the board. This one's six to one in the morning line. If you get that price, that's a great value. All right, night of champions. How about all those stakes races this weekend at Hawthorne? So go watch the action. Bet these three races, everybody. Um, in addition to everything else you're going to bet. Uh, race four, the six horse to win. Race eight, the nine horse across the board. And race 10, the seven horse across the board. Is that right, Jim? That's right, boys. Building the bankroll for NFL Sunday. All right. Sounds good, buddy. Happy anniversary weekend to you and your bride. And have a great weekend. And we'll see you next Friday. Thank you, guys. Good luck. Jimmy! There's our guy, Jimmy Miller. All right, Mikey, I know you got lots of action ready to give everybody. What are we liking for best bets week one in the NFL? Well, Bear fans are going to be happy here. Uh, Trey Lance, to me, is a, a mystery. Uh, why he's playing, I don't know. I think that uh, you can't throw long passes all the time. I think the Bear defense uh, will be better. I think they got better leadership at the top. I'm going to take the Bears. Hopefully it gets to seven, but it's been staying at six and a half. A lot of 49er money coming in. I think they keep it close. I hope Justin Fields has a big game. Win or lose, uh, I want him to be positive in this. He's got to hold on to the football, but I'm taking the Chicago Bears, whatever the points are at at game time, yeah, right there. And points bet has it as Bears plus the seven right now, so that's beautiful uh, okay, if you can good. grab that touchdown. So there you go. I mentioned I'd have a play on the side in the Sunday night game, and I'll be a little contrarian here. I mean, the Bucks and Cowboys were two of the best, most high-powered offenses in the NFL a year ago. Uh, maybe at some point this year they'll be back to that point. I'm just not so sure it's week one with all the injuries on both sides. The total is 50 and a half. I'm going to play the under. The Cowboys O-line is really banged up. They're going to be playing either a rookie left tackle or Jason mm-hmm. Peters. I mean, they're trying what the Bears tried last year. They just brought him uh, you know, in about 10 days ago, and they're trying to get him up to speed. Michael Gallup, they're hinting, may be able to play, but I'm not so sure it's this week. And even if he does, I don't know how effective he'll be. Chris Godwin, I suppose, for Tampa is trending towards playing. But again, coming off an ACL injury, I just wouldn't be surprised if this is a little bit more low scoring and both these teams actually try to run the ball a little bit more. So I'll play under 50 and a half in the Cowboys and Bucks on oh, Sunday yeah. nights. They're expecting a lot of fireworks, and I, I, I'm with you on that one. Number two, um, Look, I'm a Mitch Trubisky fan. I'm a Mitch Trubisky guy. I think he was great with the Bears for the leadership that was there and the team that he had around him. Uh, But the Bengals have won three straight against Pittsburgh and kicked their ass all three times, including last year twice. Mm. I'm taking the Cincinnati Bengals. Mitch will be good this year, but I'm hoping it's not. uh, uh, I'm going to take a beating if uh, the Pittsburgh loses on Twitter, and that's fine. But you got to know who you're playing. You're playing a Super Bowl-caliber team mm. with Joe Burrow. I'm taking Cincinnati minus the six-and-a-half. Cincinnati, the, the, uh, the defending AFC champs against yeah. the Steelers. Should I be a just good think one. that's too much for, for the football team. I know they've been great. If they cover, I'll be happy for them, but I just think Cincinnati's been laying low, Sounds not getting good. a lot of talk. All right, I like it. And then uh, I'm also going to go ahead and grab the point-and-a-half with the Vikings, too, mm-hmm. at home against the Packers. I think they're looking to make a little bit of a statement. I think um, they're a sneaky team to maybe play for uh, creeping up and, and taking this division back from the Green Bay Packers after three straight 13-win seasons from Green Bay. I like the Vikings this weekend to start strong with Kevin O'Connell now calling the plays, and I think there's a lot of weapons and a lot of talent um, on that uh, on that Minnesota offense. And let's remember, as great as Aaron Rodgers is, and he's great, 
Uh, David Bakhtiari just getting back into the swing of things. He's been through a lot with his body and that knee the last year and a half. Alan Lazard is ailing. No more Devontae Adams. So I think Minnesota comes out strong and makes a statement. I'll play the Vikings plus the point and a half. Beautiful pick. And I'm going to take my last pick. And last year I took five games and I went like one and four and I was digging. I'm not doing that this year, but I got a good one for everybody. Uh, the talk of the uh, preseason has been Denver. I'm taking Seattle on uh, Monday night, I believe it is. Yes, it is. Plus uh, six and a half should be seven by that time. I've been hearing they have the worst quarterback, the worst team, but I think familiarity can keep it close. I think Pete Carroll's got a lot to prove. Can he coach a team that doesn't have talent and doesn't have a great quarterback? We'll find out. I think it's a trap game. I'm taking Seattle plus the six and a half or seven. All right, I like it. Um, I think that's good then, right? We got uh, five best plays. Five best plays, and then we got what about Randy? What about Randy? Let's go Duke and the points, ten and a half. Duke and ten and 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 a half. Bama minus twenty. You better watch yourself driving through Evanston. You better watch this, right? Bama (laughs) minus the (laughs) twenty. And, and Duke, Duke minus, minus uh, plus ten and a half. The ten and a half. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like I said, I'm not sure the cats uh, should be laying double digits. Like I said, yet. I'd probably take first uh, half on couch change with the Bama game. There you go. With the dog. With the dog. With Texas. All right, boys. Wonderful stuff. Uh, thank yep. you to Randy Merkin as always, and great job uh, by Luke Pergandy and Jim Miller. Always happy birthday, good Mike. Happy Thanks, birthday guys. to Mikey. Appreciate Have a great seventieth. Happy wagering, and we'll see everybody next Friday. So long, everybody. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike North on ESPN 1000.